1: The Chris Voss is the iron lady sings it. That's when you know it's officially on the air for 15 to 16 years. We bring in the Chris Voss show, the most smartest people in the world, the CEOs, the billionaires, the white house, presidential advisors, governors, congressmen, us ambassadors, astronauts, Pulitzer prize winners, All of the most brilliant minds that have studied through a lifetime of their history, brought you their stories, their cathartic moments, their research, their study, and distilled it down into, you know, up to an hour that we call the Chris Voss Show, where we give you their data, share their minds with you, ask them the deep questions that we do on the show, and give you what some people refer to as the Chris Voss Show Glow. It just adds to your intelligence to in the show. So be sure to refer the show to your family, friends, and relatives. Go to Goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Voss. LinkedIn.com, Fortress Chris Voss. Subscribe to the big LinkedIn newsletter. Thing think grows like a weed every day. And then the 130,000 group over on LinkedIn, go to YouTube.com, Fortress Chris Voss. Chris Voss 1 on the tickety-tockety. Chris Voss facebook.com if you want to talk the show on facebook as well we have an amazing story an amazing gentleman on the show he's 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 done some interesting things in his life he's come from three hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt to becoming a thriving real estate investor and entrepreneur so we're gonna be talking to him about what he does dr jeff anzalone is on the show with us today he helps the professionals shift their mindset to elevate health maximize wealth and enrich relationships he is a periodontist who teaches a unique prescription for success centering on mindset shifts through his platform debtfreedoctor.com he empowers clients to elevate their health maximize their wealth with real estate and enrich their relationships to give them the life they want and who wouldn't want that welcome to the show Jeff how are you I'm
0: great thanks Chris for having me here
1: Thanks for coming. We certainly appreciate having you. It looks like I already leaked out your .dot .com, DebtFreeDoctor.com. Do you want a, any other .com? Do you want people to follow you on the interwebs?
0: Pretty much all the links are on there for Instagram, at Dr. Jeff
1: Anzalone. And mm-hmm. then the YouTube channel is debtfreedoctor Anselone. There you go. There so you give up. us a thirty thousand overview of what you do over there in your words.
0: As you had mentioned, I'm a periodontist by trade, but I seek out real estate investments for my investors and mm-hmm. bring those to them to allow them to acquire perhaps some income streams so they can get out of the rat race.
1: <laughs> get out of the rat race. I've seen that movie before. So tell us a little bit about your journey. You have an interesting story of, of how you got down the road of, of going from you know becoming a doctor and then eventually moving into real estate. Yeah, I had a pretty traumatic accident the day
0: before I turned eight. Mm-hmm. You know, your parents said, you don't play for a fire. My, uh, I didn't listen. So my, uh, my friend and I, we made a little fire in somebody's backyard, and there was this big red can in the corner. Mm-hmm. We were like, hey, what is that? Why don't we pour it on the fire and see what happens? Jeez. When we did that, guess what? Boom, it flamed up. I had second and third degree burns all oh, over no. my legs. So anyway... I had to do, you know, plastic surgery, skin grafting. Had to learn how to walk again. But the plastic surgeon made such a impact in my life. That was really the first time I really been around.
1: Really? But
0: yeah. Eight years old, you know. So he, Doctor Worthen, and he, I, I kind of knew at that point I, I wanted to be, you know, something in the
1: healthcare profession. Wow. But as I got
0: closer to when I got in college, I kind of thought back and said, during. During growing up, playing baseball, football, basketball, all the dads that were dentists, they were coaching. They were Mm in the games. They never missed a game. All the dads that were physicians, they were always working. So I was kind of like, okay, I like that lifestyle better. (laughs) You know, I went to dental school, got interested in surgery, oral surgery, decided to do a residency. And once I decided to come back here to my hometown, Louisiana, two weeks before, I finished. I got a phone call, and basically the the group pulled the deal off the table. Oh no! You can imagine, you know, having a two month old, three hundred thousand in student loan debt. Holy like, crap! We'd already bought a house with the interest only loan, and it's like, you know what the hell do you do? You know, and I just I just remember just I've never been that scared in my life. You know, it was just like they don't teach you how to run a business or practice in dental or medical school. Yeah. Long story yeah. short, I'm from a small town where it got out. A guy reached out to me, kind of had the same situation. He uh-huh. brought me under his wing, showed me how to run the practice. Mm-hmm. And then
1: two years later, I, uh, I bought a building, started my own practice. Back then, Dave Ramsey was like the
0: only, you know, quote, financial guru back then. This was like 2005, 2010, yeah. you know? Yeah. You know, he's a big get out of debt guy. So, after eight years, I was able to get out from under the debt, including the house. So I started that blog, Debt Free Doctor, to kind of teach people my journey. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be great, but I was like, okay, I don't have any debt, but I'm still having to go work. I still have to go treat patients <laughs> to make money. You know? uh-huh. Two years later, we go snow skiing, get off the lift, the kid psh, cuts in front of me, I swerve about killing, and, uh, and I fall. When I fall, my wrist bends backward that oh. us, was my wake-up call yeah because if, if big jeff can't use his hands he can't feed the boys
1: yeah that's true You're, as a doctor your hands yeah. are everything
0: so i was operating so risky and you, you never think about getting hurt or anything you yeah. like, I want to work for four years right so i started just scouring the internet reading books meeting people And after about a year, two main things came about Mm -hmm. wealthy people. Number one, they have multiple income streams. Mm -hmm. Average of seven. Back then I had one. Mm -hmm. Number two, wealthy people own real estate. Mm -hmm. So when you go ask somebody that's really wealthy, Hey, what do you do? They don't tell you I'm a doctor. I'm a lawyer. I'm a this. They say "I I own businesses. I own real estate. So that started to change my mindset and my thinking. Huh? Got into real estate. Now I'm teaching other doctors and dentists and high income professionals how to do the same thing. Not so much to go out and buy the Lambos and all that, but basically just to help mitigate your risk moving forward.
1: Yeah. I mean, when you really think about it, a doctor is like a football player. You, you've, you muck up them hands, especially if you're like a quarterback, you, you got a real problem. And, uh, you know, I think the NFL discourages their quarterbacks from doing kind of some risky stuff and in, in their sports and stuff. Maybe, I don't know. I think they can't ride bonus. Motor- I think some people can't ride motorcycles. From when I, if I recall correctly, there was something about that. Like Ed, McMahon, or McMahon, so some of the top quarterbacks weren't allowed to, according to their contracts, ride motorcycles or something that would they're really dangerous. I don't know. I, well, I, I thought uh, it was, was a quarterback here at the local college and mm-hmm. they're, they're pretty, you know, they're pretty
0: much on top of okay. you know, discourage him from doing, you know, the, the kids yeah.
1: stuff. So I can only imagine NFL quarterback. Oh, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't want him jumping out of planes or doing something really <laughs> crazy. So this is great. So you take them to your website, Debt Free Doctor, and they can, they can learn from you. They can coach. How do you have it set up? Do you have community coaching, individual coaching? Uh, it looks like you do a lot through YouTube videos, et cetera, et cetera.
0: First thing I want to do is educate people. I just just want to give them an option Mm -hmm. because I wasn't given an option. And probably most of your listeners aren't. It's, hey, hey, Bubba, come on in here for 40 years. You're going to put your money in stock market. And man, when you're 70, you're going to be set. I'm like, what if I got a freaking hip replacement, a knee replacement? I can't go skiing or something. You know, it's like, why do you want to live poor for 40 years and live (laughs) rich for 10? You don't think. But that was the only thing that I was taught. So I'm giving people a different option and it's, I'm, I'm giving them articles. I'm giving them YouTube videos. I'm pretty active on Instagram. Mm-hmm. just give them give Information mm-hmm. just to start them thinking differently about how, how they're making money. You know, most people are employees or they're self-employed. Yeah. If, think about, you know, think about this, how, at, you know, if, if you're listening to this right now, think about how long could you take off work? Could, is it a week? Is it a month? Can you take off a year? Most people say no because they're trading their time for money. We're treating our patients for money. Yeah. If if you get to the point where you start replacing your expenses with cash flowing assets, you know, I've got a trailer park in South Louisiana that pays my mortgage. Holy crap. They don't teach you that in middle school, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so basically you, you help people make that transition and do stuff. You know, that's one of the aspects that we've had people talk about on the show where, you know, if you're the, one of the challenges being a doctor or other businesses where you are the product technically for the most part, being a doctor or, you know, some company, some people, you know, that are entrepreneurs, they are the company. Like me, I'd be a little hard to, to have somebody else do the Chris Voss show. I wasn't named Chris Voss, I guess. But, you know, this you you are the company. So it, it, if you try and sell it or do an exit, you know, it, it has a more challenge to its value because you're the irreplaceable product in there. And you're right. If anything happens to you, you get sick, you go down for a while. A lot of entrepreneurs that run their own companies, you know, they can't afford to get sick and they can't afford to be down. Because they are, they are the product or service. So, one thing you talk about is holistic wealth—balancing health, relationships, and finances. Tell us a little bit about what that means.
0: Most most people are searching out help in those three areas: health, hmm. wealth, or relationships. That's it. You know, think about right now—if you have a problem, more than likely it's going to fall in one of those three buckets, and you have to sit down and figure out which of those three areas you need help in. It could be one, Mm -hmm. it could be all three. Mm -hmm. And and it it takes you just time sitting down you know, you may have a lot of money, but if you're working all the time, you don't have your health. What's the
1: point? That's very true.
0: If you're, if you're always out traveling by yourself, you don't have any relationships. So it kind of has all balance out. So I'm really big on, talking about looking at those three areas you know especially if you know with marriage I mean, that's that's the most important decision probably you're ever going to make because yeah. who likes to half their money you know i don't so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I like how quickly you went i don't <laughs> yeah i mean that's a that's a big thing for men nowadays the divorce rate is extremely high and i think out of all the divorces out of all the divorces that are filed, ninety percent are filed by women in the educated class. By normal women, eighty percent are filed by women. There's something going on there, but that's for another show. Uh, but you know, it's it's a thing where you've got to protect your assets, protect your liabilities, your businesses. I remember, I remember living in a state at one point when I was engaged to someone and looked up the you know the 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 marriage, whatever codes, whatever rules and regulations, and realized that all of the companies I had in my empire that my business partner and I spent 13 years building, if I was to get married in those states, they would be immediately become 50% shareholders in them. (laughs) And I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) So you know, you gotta keep your head about you on that. So it sounds like you teach everybody all the different aspects of financial well being.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm more active on Instagram, you know, showing sort of more of the lifestyle stuff. I'm My kids are 16 and 18, and they were kind of like, Dad, you know, you kind of got to show what you do. You just can't be at work all the time. So, you know, I'm, I'm very active. I, I make it a point to work out, do something every day, you know. There you go. Dennis is very tough on the body. There's a lot of back, neck, shoulder, elbow. So, I'm, you know, I'm constantly stretching and, you know, working out. Mm-hmm. I recently started more focusing on counting macros and and watching my food. And that was a game changer.
1: Yeah. So, you know, you can't, what's, what's the the
0: little thing. If if you, you can't measure what's, what's the thing called?
1: Can't measure. Can't
0: improve what you don't measure.
1: Oh, that's true. Probably. Yeah.
0: If you never look at your bank account then you probably don't have much in it. Yeah. If you never look at what you're eating. And once I started paying attention to that and, and and the thing Mm -hmm. is, it makes you become more disciplined. Yep. You know, if you go to a doctor, and let's say you go to your physical, you're, you yep. know, the doctor, get your physical, and he's over there, and he's about three fifty. You know, he's smells like cigarette smoke. <laughs> you know, he's got the right here in the scrub pocket. He's got the ring, the skull ring, and he's telling you to eat right and exercise. You're like, I'm not going to listen to this bozo. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know, so people people respect people that that look good, that are in shape. Uh-huh. And it takes discipline. It starts there. If you're disciplined there, you'll get disciplined in your finances and you'll get disciplined in your relationship. So it all kind of interconnects. There
1: you go. There you uh, go. I, I see. I think I see your trailer home park that's here. Yeah. Uh, and your Instagram. There you go. That's
0: one. We just fall across town. So I'm excited about that because I'm getting my kids involved because mm-hmm. I don't want them to learn finances from the school system.
1: You know, mm-hmm. work their whole life. I want them to at least be
0: exposed to being able to go buy something, provide a good product, affordable housing for people, treat them mm-hmm. right, learn how to market, sell, run a business. If it's not for them, that's fine, but at least they're going to be exposed to it.
1: Definitely. And uh, so you're helping not only doctors improve their financial income, but they can improve the quality of their generational wealth that they pass on down to their kids and family. I I think it's so important. There should be entrepreneur classes in schools. You know, my employees used to always joke with me. They're like, if Chris ever has kids, they're going to, they're all going to go to bed at night and double breast the suits, and he's going to read the Wall Street Journal, and and he's going to read the Wall Street Journal to him. And today, honey, close your eyes. Today, honey, IBM was up four points, and then and then by eight, I think they they used to joke. They're like, by eight, all of his kids will have a company or else he'll he'll put them up for adoption he'll have started a business at the very least which is probably true i mean why not i mean it was better than what i did with my kids originally i just sent them all to military school until they're 18 so i moved a couple times so they haven't been able to find me when they get out but no i i love what you're doing here and you know you're talking some of the things that you post on instagram you're talking about some of the confusion of of different things here you know some people saying a house liability house is an asset grant cardone says don't buy a house that's because he wants you to buy into his fund to buy houses for him i mean he's a good guy but you know don't use the fha use the fha there's a lot of stuff going on with the markets and everything else and uh, have you run into setbacks any setbacks or challenges in your investment journey and how'd you overcome it
0: yeah, sure have. If somebody tells you to have it and then they're lying because <laughs> everybody's failed, right? Yeah. There's something called crowdfunding and that's, that's how I first started real estate. And that's basically really? you look at a website and they have these properties and the way that I was originally picking them was, Oh, that looks good. That has some really high numbers. I'm going to invest there. And I did a couple of small deals and they worked out well. So big Jeff decided to go big with 50 grand. Yeah. With a Oklahoma, Tulsa, Oklahoma apartment complex. Uh Little did I know they did not disclose they were in the hood. They bought in the hood. Everybody's moving out because everybody's getting shot. So the guy buys the building and goes, I'm going to really fix it up to get people to move back in. We didn't know that. Uh-huh. He lost out of money. All the investors lost their money, including my 50 grand.
1: Oh no, that is not cool.
0: So that taught me a lesson. Now I don't invest online and I only invest because I get to meet the people. I go to their property. I know where they live. I know if something happened, I know where to go get my money.
1: There you go. go and I know where to go get my money.
0: Where to get my money. You know, I'm... You see my last name, Anzalon, little Cecilia. You know I can call Frankie. <laughs> and say, Who cares, you know I got a baseball
1: bats. You know? <laughs> Found a few rusty nails through uh, that thing bada bing. There you go. Bada bing, bada boom. Uh, right. The uh, you know I learned that too over the years of business. If you don't, to me, if you don't own it, you don't control it. Uh, it's just such a high risk thing to get lost. You know, between shitty partners and. And you know, God knows what else. It's just, it's just. How
0: many, how many times have you heard somebody say, "Man, I was going to retire this year, but the stock market was down. I yeah. got to work another year." So that, there's no control with that. Here, yep. you got control. Mm-hmm. People are bitching about inflation. You just raise your rents. <laughs> you, you have control. No, I mean, I'm not being mean. I'm just saying yeah. because when you're going to a restaurant right now, they raise food prices, right? Because the vendors. Sure. Or, so you're just passing along to the customer. You have control in your properties versus stock market and and things like that. You have no control. So is this for everybody? No, but people, that want to really gain wealth. And I haven't even gotten into the tax benefits, which we can oh, talk yeah. hours on that. But if you learn how, if you teach your kids how money works and, and how taxes work, they'll be set and learn how to sell game changer
1: definitely definitely uh, i mean the tax base for you know is the real hidden benefit i think of of real estate people don't realize that the the depreciation the write-off or the interest write-off and stuff and you know it's a slow it's a slow steady thing it's not a high-risk stupid thing like crypto <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah you know it was I, I didn't even understand i remember when i bought this building my my accountant said, okay, we're going to do a straight line depreciation, 27 and a half years of all and I, that just, I went over my head. I'm like, I don't know what to talk about, but now I get it. You know, I mean, you can buy something, you can buy a building, you can buy a property mm-hmm. and the and, and the wear and tear, you know, the roof is going to not going to last forever. The floors, the, the walls, the fixtures. So the IRS allows you to write off the wear and tear of a property that's going up in value. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the, that's the best thing since sliced bread. And if you play the cards right, you can take that write off the depreciation and offset your income. Yeah. I mean, I teach that all day long. And and you, and you do it right. And you follow the rules. Think about not having a tax bill.
1: Oh, that's that's heavenly. That's the whole beauty of it.
0: Yeah, and that's, that's yeah. what the really, really wealthy people do. The problem is... Most people out there they think, oh, it's just that's just too hard to do, or whatever. It's not. There's the tax code is I don't know three or four thousand pages. Only fifteen pages, Chris, teach you how to pay how to pay taxes. The rest tell you how not to pay taxes.
1: They, <laughs> that's they interesting. You. They, I didn't even know that.
0: They give they give all the benefits to real estate investors. Why? Because the IRS, the government, doesn't want to be landlords they give all the tax credits to people like you business owners. Why? What do we do? We hire employees. What employees do pay taxes, right? So if you're a business owner or start a business or you own real estate, you're going to get all the, but most people are, not most people are employees and they're bitching about all the taxes. But I mean, I'm telling you if you, if you don't want to be, if you want to have control of your finances, all you have to do, and freaking everything I learned is on is online. I make more money outside of my practice that I went to school twelve years after high school
1: than three hundred thousand dollars worth of student debt.
0: Yeah, I make mm-hmm. more money than I, all the stuff that I learned online for free. I could, I mean, if I went to college right now, I wouldn't go to college. <laughs> I and I tell my kids like, uh, that's fine. It's it's insane, dude. We didn't have the internet. We didn't have cell phones. Yeah. I mean I had the Britannica Encyclopedia. So I wanted to know what a you know crypto was. I had to go get the C well the C R and open it up and now it's hey Siri crypto bada bing, you know?
1: Bada bing. You know, the the other great thing about the business of real estate is you know, if you create any other sort of business, you've gotta know, you know, all the aspects of business, marketing, startup, foundational. There's things that can go wrong. There's stuff that you got to innovate. You've got competition. You've got, you know, there's a million ways to die in starting up a normal business. With real estate, it's very simple. Buy a home and you you try and make a smart purchase, I suppose. And then you rent it and, you know, you follow some different kind of rules and guidelines on renting and, you know, fixing stuff up and whatever the case is. But it's not like a business that, you know, you're just like, you, you know, no one ever says, hey, you know, did you, you went bankrupt on that home? How'd that happen? I don't know. I, you know, Amazon came along and, and outbid me on, on the business. You know, it was stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a very, it's, it's, I, I don't, I, I don't want to overplay it by saying simple, but it, it kind of is compared to the shit that I do since 18 where I've been running companies.
0: Yeah. I and mean, you could, you could go get your kid because, you know, we got all this 529 money now one of my kids in college is he was one of the valedictorians. So we've got all this money. They allow you now to go buy a house. Like if you wanted to go, so we're going to, we're going to buy him a house. And guess what he's going to do. He's going to rent out the other two bedrooms. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's, there you go. He's, he started his, and I'm going to teach him how to do that. Now yeah. he's renting a house. He's a, he's a landlord and you can, you can do that. It's as easy as that. Right now, if you're living in a house, you can rent out your room Yeah. make sure you know who you're it to, but yeah, and if
1: he's if he's in college still, when he does that, is that what he's going to be in college still? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you the money they charge for those college, it's those strange. college rooms, freaking insane. It my my, my friend, like my friend, uh, he had to send his daughter to college, and so he did the same thing. He got her a place, and the money that they wanted for stuff, and then she what she was able to rent it out. It's more than what it costs for me to live, and I'm like, "What's going on over there? Is like, is like a mansion? What the fuck is?" But you know, it's in a college town, so yeah.
0: yeah. Think about you know, think about the system we're in. They 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 put us through the system. You you have to you have to study hard, make good grades, go to school, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. You Get out. You got all this debt. You're locked in. The American dream is buy a house, which is total BS because they said that's 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 your best investment. So. You, you've got to be in the system. People don't want to take risks because they're so locked in and I'm giving people now a different outlook. You know, if I could, if I could go back, I would do things differently. And that's what I try to teach is a different type of different type of lens of, of looking at things, you know? And once you do that, it's, you know, I, I remember when my son, he's 16, we were going to Dallas. He was like, I don't know, 10 or 11. He's like, we passed like this huge apartment complex on the side of the interstate, I-20. Mm-hmm. And he's like, dad, dang, look at that. And I was like, what? He was like, look at that big old apartment complex. It's like, yeah. and he's like, Can you imagine how much money the guy's making that, that owns that? And I was like, dude, you're 11 and you get it. And it took me till I was like 40 <laughs> to get it, you know? It's, it's just a different way of thinking, you know?
1: And so and it's I, a mindset, in an really. apartment
0: for 11 years and I've never thought about that looking back yeah.
1: I, I, was dangerous. I remember when I first bought my my big home and I, I just went right from I didn't eat, I just skipped starter home right to a big home and uh, our companies were doing well and and uh, I remember buying the home and a month later thinking to myself you know I bought this beautiful place in a canyon overlooking a reservoir and it just it was it was one of three car garage the big windows in the back and I mean I could throw parties with hundreds of people there and I remember thinking about a month afterwards. What did I just do? I'm a single guy and I just bought this giant home just for me. And I should have went over to the lower income part of town and bought I could have bought what five homes, five starter homes, you know, cookie cutters, you know, the 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 ones people start out with. I could have bought five of those for what I paid for this thing. And I'm like, I could have bought five homes. Lived in one, and then rent out the four other ones, and and you know have a future as opposed to this one that's now going to eat me alive. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, what the hell was I doing? But you know, insight's twenty-twenty. And,
0: and that kind of leads me into the basic rule number one that people, I wish I would have taught this in high school. You got to know the difference between a asset and a liability.
1: Uh-huh. Most, people, most people think your house is an asset and I say what's the definition
0: I say, assets put money in your pocket liabilities like my wife take money out of your pocket okay
1: I was so, going to do that joke but you beat me to it
0: so when I tell people that I said okay now that you know that is are you is your house putting money in your pocket they're like no but it goes up <laughs> and I said no 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 unless you're renting it out Unless you're renting out rooms or, or you got, you know, I want to put 15 RVs in my front yard. We got two acres. My wife won't let me do it because she said neighborhood bitch, but I'm like, hey, who cares? But anyway, <laughs> unless unless you're putting money in your pocket, taking money out, right?
1: Yeah. Your house.
0: Yeah. So, so why, is that the, why is that your best investment? Like What is the government? The government and the banks and the IRS, they want you to get the 50-year mortgage, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, go get the house, bro. Give it to the bank as soon as you, as soon as you give your money to the banks, boom, it's gone. They're putting it. They're buying real estate with your money. And they're giving you point one percent.
1: Oh yeah, totally. It's it's not the greatest investment in the when world.
0: When I look back at how how much we've been screwed, it's just man, mm-hmm. I was a sucker.
1: Yeah, it it it's sad they don't teach this stuff in school, but you know it's for someone else's benefit, not your own, but. You know, you've gotten savvy to it, and thankfully you've taught your kids not to join into the slave ship system of just, you know, go get a job and and work for, you know, billionaires. Work for yourself and do your own thing, especially if something happens to you, then you're covered. Some of the other questions I had for you. Let's see. What are some common misconceptions about financial freedom that you've encountered?
0: That that it's too hard to do. That Mm -hmm. you that financial freedom will come in 30 or 40 years when the financial advisor study it is. really, that's, that's what we think. Yeah. We don't say if you got out of school and somebody said you can be financially free in eight to 10 years, it'd be like my, my financial advisor, so I need $5 million. I can't do that. Yeah. So that's, that's a misconception. It's, it's no, it's not, not at all. You get out. Like I remember the first time I got out and I got, once I got over that $50,000 loss, I started investing in what I mainly do now, real estate syndications. That's put uh-huh. money in it, a group investment, like an apartment building, a mobile home park, RV park or whatever. And when your money's sitting there, you get passive income quarterly or monthly. Mm-hmm. And back then I was getting a monthly, I, my first check was $333.33. I put 50 grand in, I was getting paid 8%, okay? That's $333.33. So I was like, wait a minute, you know, that just paid my internet and electric bill. And then I did another 50 grand and I was another 300. I'm like, so it was almost like the Dave Ramsey debt snowball in reverse because, Uh, you know, now I'm like, okay, this is paying my gas bill. This is paying this bill. So it's like you slowly start to replace yourself with other things, paying your income. And again, that's, that's a different way to think about money and, Mm -hmm. The quicker you do it, the quicker, the most important thing is you have control of your time.
1: Definitely. And time is one of the few finite things, or it's not one of the few finite things, but it's one of the most important and finite things that we have. You only have so much time. You have so many weeks on average in your life. Time is, time is everything. And especially when you're in your situation where you're you know, juggling your work that you're doing, and everything else and then you're and then you're uh, you know trying to earn money on top of that. And the great thing about the the passive income of of uh, real estate is it 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 can work that time clock for you and make it so you can you know get around it. So how do people onboard with you? How do they reach out to you? How do they find out if you're fit? You know, what are some different ways that they get to know you better and onboard
0: like I said, I'm, I'm most active on Instagram at Dr. Jeff Anselon, or they can mm-hmm. check out uh website debtfreedoctor.com. My YouTube channel's on there. I'm publishing about two YouTube videos a day. The way that I get content is is people like ask me questions. Hey, Jeff, what's, you know, what's a, how do I invest in RV park or what's the cap rate or how do I do passive income? And if I take my questions and I turn it into content, I'm giving the people what they're asking me.
1: There you go. You got a free guide to passive income on your website?
0: Yep. They can go to debtfreedoctor.com right there in the middle. Passive income guide. That'll get you started. We'll start sending you out emails, free information, and away you go.
1: There you go. Now, you have funds set up where people can do investments with you.
0: Yeah. If, if they want to invest in, in projects alongside of me, mm-hmm. uh, they can do that. And they just put their money in. And then basically we pay you a return. We shoot to double your investment about every five to six years.
1: Wow, It's pretty if damn
0: good. Want, if you don't want to do that, teach you how to do it. Or if you want to be an active investor, teach yeah. you how to do that too. So again, you have two pathways.
1: You have full control there and you got an investor log on your site, education hub and all that good stuff. So this is pretty amazing. And you teach people through this whole thing. Is there a minimum accreditation they need to have as investors? So if you're or to be coached by you?
0: If, if you want to invest alongside of me in my deals, you have to be an accredited investor. If you want to go invest on your own, we teach you how to do that. You don't have to be an accredited investor. Okay. okay. I will tell you guys, if a redneck from Louisiana can do this, like literally all I could used to be able to do is turn a computer on. And I taught myself, if, if you go back to the one skill that started this, this is the reason why Chris and I are talking right now, is I learned how to start a blog for free online. Oh, that's, that's it. I started doctor dot com, and then it just kept on going, kept on going. So, I encourage you if you have a skill or if you're interested in doing something as simple as starting a blog or a YouTube channel. I mean, mm-hmm. think about what what you do for a living. Think about what you know. Like my dad has a hardware store; he can fix things. I'm encouraging him to start a YouTube channel where he shows how to fix stuff. I can't fix nothing, you know? But anybody can provide value to people, and the more value you can provide people, the more mm-hmm. money you make.
1: Most definitely. Yeah. I and mean, that's that's providing value. There you go. Yeah. So this has been super insightful to have you on the show. Give us the dot com one more time for fun as we go out.
0: Debtfreedoctors.com.
1: There you go. Thank you very much, doc, for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. There you go. And thanks smarts for tuning in. Go to Goodreads.com, for Chess Chris Voss, youtube.com for Chess Chris Voss, linkedin.com for Chess Chris Voss. Subscribe to the big LinkedIn newsletter comes out every weekday. People love it for some reason. It's us, what can you say? The big 130,000 LinkedIn group, Chris Voss, Facebook.com, and Chris Voss one on the tickety Talkity. Thanks for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe and we'll see you guys next time.